0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So, we're going from we're in Romans chapter 9 and we go from, you know, a lot of happiness and excitement with chapter 8 to all of a sudden Paul shifts gears and he's like my heart is broken. I'm so sad for my people because they don't know Christ. And it's really just a dramatic change in how this goes about. And then he covers off on some really tough uh, concepts. And that's basically the preordination and behavior of, of people. That God can make people choose certain ways to behave and therefore they don't they're not saved so there's a lot there there's a lot of challenges and issues um, or a lot of heavy stuff in this in this chapter nine so I think it's a good idea we approach God in prayer father thank you thank you for caring about us and thank you again for giving us your word and helping us to understand who you are how you love us and all that there is to know about you So, Father, I lift up this time, I lift up this reading, and I just pray that you, Holy Spirit, you would guide us, that you would be by our sides, that you would be opening our hearts, our minds, and our spirits to what you have to say. Where there's ambiguity or even confusion, I just pray you'd give us peace and help us to understand what you're saying, what is right, or to be comfortable with your ways are not our ways. We don't see what you see. And that we can, you know, rest comfortably knowing that, yeah, maybe there's a little bit that we don't understand and we can be faith, just rest in faith that you've got it all under control. So, Father, be with us as we read, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. So there are a number of topics in here, a number of points where it's just a little bit challenging for me anyways, and I've read a bunch of quite a few um, commentaries and And they didn't really supply a whole lot more clarity for me. So, today we're just going to go through chapter 9. And we're going to read it and really pretty much go from there. So, with that, let's go to verse 1. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people those of my race the people of Israel so it's interesting paul is he's just so distraught because the people of Israel for the most part aren't aren't believing in jesus and they're not seeing their messiah and they they truly hate paul because paul was a, a leader amongst them And he converted, he changed, he's considered a heretic. And they would kill him, you know, potentially stone him and whatnot for heresy. Yet he is so distraught that they are not turning to Christ. He would give up his own salvation in order for the people of Israel to turn. Verse 4. Theirs is the adoption to sonship, theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of the Messiah, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. It is not as though God's word had failed. For not all who were descended from Israel are Israel, nor because they are His descendants, are they all Abraham's children? On the contrary, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. In other words, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. For this was how the promise was stated. At the appointed time, I will return and Sarah will have a son. Not only that, but Rebekah's children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac. Yet, before the twins were born, or had anything good or bad, or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's purpose and election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger, just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What then shall we say? Is God unjust? Not at all. For he says to Moses, I I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not, therefore, depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. For scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up. I'm sorry. I raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy and he hardens whom he wants to harden. So this is really a quite the the debate in the church at times. And so and again in all the various commentaries I was reading there's there's some with there's just a lot of different views. So let's just keep on going. Verse 19. One of you will say to me Then why does God still blame us for who is able to resist his will? But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? What if God, although choosing to show his wrath, And make his power known. Bore with great patience the objects of his wrath. Prepared for destruction. What if he did this to make the riches of his glory. Known to the objects of his mercy. Whom he prepared in advance for glory. Even us whom he also called. Not only from the Jews. But also from the Gentiles. As he says in Hosea, Hosea. I will call them my people. Who are not my people. And I will call or my, be- my loved one who is not my loved one and in the very place where it was said to them you are not my people there they will be called children of the living God Isaiah cries out concerning Israel though the number of the Israelites be like the sand by the sea only the remnant will be saved for the Lord will carry out his sentence on earth with speed and fina- finality. It is just as isaiah said previously unless the lord almighty had left us descendants we would have become like sodom we would have been like gomorrah what then shall we say that the gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it a righteousness that is by faith but the people of israel who pursued the law as the way of righteousness have not obtained their goal why not because they pursued it not by faith but as if it were work, if it were by works, they stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, "See, I lay in Zion a stone, that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall." And the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. So this is quite the uh, quite the chapter. It goes from Paul's heart being broken over Israel not accepting Christ. To the concept that God is making some people, um, their hearts hardened, and others they're not, and then also that He puts a stone in place that people stumble over. So it really gets down to: Is God putting a roadblock in place or not? And I think that He has a plan, and He has a plan for creating peep someone, i.e., the the two sons the twins and says, okay, this one is going to serve the other one. And he has a plan for the whole of human race. And then we don't know for those whose hearts are hardened, if they were, would ever have not had a hard heart. So it really goes, there's so many de- deeper questions on all this. And I just don't have answers And the commentaries. Didn't supply a lot of clarity. So with that, I'm just going to go back to God in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for your word, even when there's confusion or it's hard to understand. I actually have some faith and comfort after reading it numerous times, that you are in control, you have a game plan, and you're just. You have been kind and just to me, when well, you've been gracious to me. Just would be, I would get... I'd get killed and my my sins would not be forgiven. But you're gracious and you've turned my heart and you've allowed me to continue to get to know you. So Father, I rest in the knowledge that you're in control, that you are the one who loves us and you're the one who guides us. And I just lift up this time and I lift up our family, I lift up our friends to you and I pray for peace safety, and joy to be upon them. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.